on Friday night after work. Amen. We had a little girls' night out, and we went and got the word. Amen. Dr. Dee Dee Freeman. Let me tell you, that blessed my spirit, man, and it blessed me so because whatever you were expecting from God, God gave you the word or nugget just to speak to every situation. Amen. And me and Sister Sheila was talking about something, and she hit on it. And then uh, me and uh, Sister Michelle and Sister Gloria we're talking about some things in the car and she hit on it amen and so I thank God for his word that confirms what really blessed me is um and you know she told a little bit of her testimony and if you ever have an opportunity to really go on YouTube and just see the fullness of what God did in their life truly it is miraculous and that's why I was encouraged and I pressed my way to go. Although I've heard it and I've seen it on TV, I've watched the video, it's something different when somebody ministered from their spirit man on how God has healed somebody, how they stood in faith. When every kind of challenge, when it didn't look like he was getting better or he was going to be healed, but they yet stood, she yet stood. And what the most important part that her faith never changed. She never wavered and she ministered to that. But I was so grateful that she even took time to even minister to the women one by one just to pray with them and lay hands and, wow. and speak the word into their life. Amen. And I went home and I told the pastor, I said, you know, I heard Pastor, you know, Dr. Didi um, minister before and speak the word and everything. I said, but I didn't, I saw another level. I saw something different when she began to minister to the people and to prophesy and speak into their life. And so I am just so grateful. So I want to, you know, because that's like my big sister and you guys y'all didn't know that amen and so when she was there you know i came up to her you know and i was like pastor Diddy, it's so good to see you i said you remember i came to your church y'all pastors right yeah you know you remember amen <laughs> she said cry your head shop she didn't know diddy i had it done to come see you amen <laughs> I couldn't come up here half-stepping, amen. But um, I just thank God for the realness of God. So I got a t-shirt, and I want to be like, you know, Didi. Y'all know she at the next level. So I got this t-shirt over here. Um, Pastor Debbie, or okay, Sister Michelle is moving, whoever. I want to bless somebody with it. Um, whoever can get in an extra large, although it says a 2X. Okay. It say a 2X, but you got to be an extra large in it, okay? Uh -huh. So I'm going to pass this blessing on. But it's just a t-shirt. What does it say? Oh, favor looks good on me. Amen. Amen. Huh? Who want this? I saw Gloria Sellers' hand first. So I'm going to go on and, and, and throw it her way. It's, a, it's really an extra large. They put two on here, but, you know, they wasn't being... For real. Amen. <laughs> but God bless you. I'm going to just sow it. Amen. Can you turn to your Bibles to 1 Samuel, the first chapter? 1 Samuel, the first chapter. And we're going to just dig right in and give you the word. Um, don't forget this evening will be in our prophetic impact night. Our pen, pen, pen night. Um, and we're going to flow in the prophetic on this evening. So you want to come back. So I'm really going to get you out here at a good time so you can go home, get refreshed. You might have to change your shirt, you know, 
because the heat is a little hot in here. And you know, you might need a little cool beverage and change and stuff, and then you can come back. Amen? So we're going to go to 1 Samuel, the first chapter. And you may know this story, but I want to help you on today. We're talking about building your spiritual self, right? Amen. So we're going to start at verse 1, and I'm reading from the NIV version. Amen? Make sure I have these names right. Okay, there was a certain man from Ramathan, a Zephite, from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jerome, the son of Elu, the son of Tuhu, the son of Zupha, and an Ephronite. He had two wives, one he called Hannah, and the other one he called Panina. And Panina had children, but Hannah had none. Verse 3, year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty of Shiloh, where Hophenia and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife, Panea, and to all her sons and daughters. Verse 5, but to Hannah he gave a double portion because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. We sung this morning, can't nobody love you like Jesus. Although the husband gave her a double portion, uh, it still didn't satisfy her. Amen. So he said in verse 6, because the Lord had closed Hannah's wound, I want you to just put a spiritual pen right here. Her rival kept provoking her in order, in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and could not eat. Her husband Elkanah would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Can't nobody love you like Jesus. Uh, but in verse 9, once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up and now Eli the priest was sitting on the chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. And in verse 10 it says, in her deep anguish. Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me. And not forget your servant, but give her a son. Um, not just any child, but she was specific and said, I want a son. Then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. Come on, I know I'm reading a lot, but it's good. Verse 12, and as she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk. Huh? They don't understand this different level. Amen. And said to her, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Um, but Hannah said, not so, my Lord. I'm going to still honor you. huh?" Hannah replied, I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. Uh -huh. She had to make a difference, wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. I'm telling you, the enemy is trying to push you somewhere. Eli asked 
Master, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something and her face was no longer downcast. Um, verse 19, I got to give you this. Early the next morning, they arose and worshiped before the Lord and then went back to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah made love to his wife, Hannah. And the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, in the course of time, we heard about that on Friday, about that seed, time, and harvest. But in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And she named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord of him. I want to help you, and if I could put a title on this, is how are you producing? What's going to provoke you to produce, huh? Um, I wanted you to put a pen in that part right here um, in verse number six, where it says her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. We all know that that rival was to push her to push up buttons and make her feel bad because she had children and she didn't have none. I heard Pastor R.A. Vernon say, you know, you got one sister producing and then you got another sister that's not producing. And the one who's producing think you're a little better because, you know, you gifts are showing and you want to put down the sister that's not producing amen that's our Vernon thing amen but that word irritate means to stimulate or give rise to not just to provoke me to anger but you finna rise up something in hell and you're not gonna be ready for what comes amen so how are we going to produce I'm gonna move fast and sit down amen number one some of us will produce in the right atmosphere or soil can I just talk like we talking you know like a seed or something in the right atmosphere you gonna produce you get in the right place gifts just start flowing things just start happening you've been in this place too long it's dried up you dried up and you all of a sudden get a taste of some fresh living water and you begin to produce gifts just begin to start flowing you begin to speak in a tongue the prophetic fall on your life it's some people that just begin to produce when they get to the right atmosphere amen you in the right soil then some will be produced if you have the right shepherd or you have the right gardener or farmer in your life. You know, um, someone who's skilled in the craft, not a novice, amen, someone who truly loves the Lord like a good apostle, amen, but someone who's skilled to know how to pull those things that he see in the spirit that's in you, but pull them up so that they will begin to come forth, amen. So some of us will produce because the shepherd has an eye and can see that something ain't right and I need you to come up, so I'm gonna pull that thing out of you, amen? See, the shepherd can see when the when there's trouble, when the sheep are in trouble, or uh, the farmer can see, or the gardener can see when the crop is in, or in trouble and it's not producing like it should, amen? So sometimes it's good that you just hook up with the right person, so that can begin to stir up what's in you, amen? Then some of us, will produce with just a little encouragement, just a little water. You just need a little water to survive. Just someone to push you, to encourage you, and tell you you can make it. You've been in a down place, but once we just push you and give you a little water, you on fire for God, and you begin to produce. Now, I want to take y'all back. You got to be over 40 to remember this. 
But there was a cartoon, Tom and Jerry, and there was an episode where there were two flowers in the garden. And the flowers looked alike. If y'all remember this, I'ma tell you, it's gonna bless you. The flowers look alike, but the one flower had little bitty thorns on them, which made the difference, and it had a different kind of face, like a frown on the face. But the two flowers looked alike. So every day, the gardener would come out and water the flowers. Just water them. The one that was the other flower would, was kept dying. And so the gardener kept watering it and watering it. But what he didn't know is every time he left, the other flower was really a weed. And so when the gardener stepped away, the weed would grab the flower and just begin to shake it and choke it. Do y'all remember that cartoon? And he would choke and choke the flower. Then when the gardener came back, the weed would come into place like a flower. And then the gardener would say, oh, what's wrong with you? Let me give you some more water. Let me tell you something. You need to check who you're standing next to, who in your circle. I said that before. You trying to wonder why you look like something. Something might be choking you out. But see, that's when it comes when you have a skilled gardener who knows that can identify and say, wait a minute, you think that that's your friend? Baby, that's a weed that's choking the life out of you. My God. That's why it's important you had the right person. He kept watering this flower and it never grew. Why? Because the weeds kept choking it out. Now some of us gonna produce in the right season. And see, that's what we talked about. It's the uh, right time, it's a set time. It's not time for strawberries in the winter. You can go get them, they're not gonna be sweet. It's a set time that strawberries come forth. You try to get that watermelon too soon, I don't care how you knock trying to hit, I don't know what we're listening for anyway when we knock on it, but you get that Walmart home and cut it open and like, this ain't even sweet. Some people produce in the right season, when it's your season, all you have to do is just sit back and wait for God to say, now is the time and get up and rise and move, amen? Some will produce like that, but some would be like our friend Hannah where the enemy will try to provoke you, to get you off course, to irritate you, to get you to a place where you will begin to start producing something powerful. Listen, her prayer life went to the next level out of her distress and her uh, issues and everything that was going on in her life. Her prayer life was so cold-blooded that even the priest hadn't even experienced a prayer life like that. He discarded and said, are you drunk or you've been drinking a wine? Uh-uh, you don't even know about this level of intercession. God just moved and shifted me into, amen. But some of, some of us, like the definition of provoke says, it means to give rise to. It's some stuff going on in your life where the enemy has thrown some stuff, but it's just to give rise to something that's greater in you. It's to give rise to your destiny. It's to give rise to your future, but you stuck up in what's going on. You stuck on how the enemy is yet throwing dots at you. Amen. Uh, remember that every crisis can evoke the best in us or the worst in us. Yeah. Everything that you're going through is either going to pull the best out of you or it's going to pull the worst out of you. 
Hannah should have thanked old girl. Paniah, thank you, thank you. When she when she gave birth to Sarah, thank you, thank you. You pushed me. You pushed me. See, sometimes you have to tell your enemy, thank you, thank you. Ta-ta, thank you. Why? Because you just pushed me somewhere. I told a couple of my coworkers, they moved, you know, if enemy try to rise up on at work, you know, try to shift you, make you think like, you know, did my favor run out? You know, I'm like, guys, I'm you know, God's glamour girl, we together. We, you know, what happened? How did I get to this place? Amen. And so the enemy will try to make you confused and think that you're cursed when truly you are blessed. And I'm just needing you to sit back here because I'm trying to give rise to something in you. And so I was mad that they had switched me to another team. And it's somebody that I just don't like. Amen. I see your spirit and I don't like it. And so the Lord will put you in a place on a team of somebody that you don't like because I need you to be humbled. Huh? I'm trying to give rise to something in you, Pastor Benito. So y'all, I'm going to sit you in the back right by her. I said, Jesus. Are you going to do that to me, to your girl? I was flowing up front. I was sitting by my friends. We were talking and laughing, chopping it up. And now you put me in the back and don't nobody talk back here. Praise God. They're not a friendly people. They don't like to smile. I got to force them to say good morning. But you put me back here. And you know, sometimes the, the enemy will try to fluff you. And you know, to get you, see that's why you gotta have discernment here. Try to fluff you. I heard how great you working. How you this, this. I said, mm, praise God. I'm not gonna be moved by fluff. And you're not gonna tell me some stuff that helps me to get excited and think, let my guard down. Oh, you for me? No, the devil is a lie. I see you spirit. Uh-huh, yeah, all that's true. And I'm still standing firm on the word, amen? You can't be fooled. You just, uh, enemy, you just provoked me to another level. Another level of intercession. Let me say this. Some of us are in a barren state, and some of us are just not producing. You said, Pastor, that's the same thing. What is the difference to that? See, barren is lifeless and incapable of producing. Um, you Maybe you missing some equipment or something's not there biologically that's missing that you cannot produce. So you just barren. You just barren. You can't do it. You're sterile. You can't produce life. But some of us, we got all the equipment. We just not producing. Everything is in you, but you just not moving in the right atmosphere. You're not hooked up with the right shepherd. You're not hooked up in the right thing so that that thing can be birthed. See, some people are barren. If you are find yourself and you think like, well, maybe I'm the barren one. You need to pray, God, I need you to do a spiritual surgery. I need you to put in me a new wound, a new tooth, God, a new egg, whatever I need. God is well able to do it. If you find yourself and you seem like God is lifeless, it's dry all around me, oh God, I just can't produce, then you might be in that barren state. But I'm here to encourage you to tell you that God can come in and begin to open up something. gonna build our spiritual self because I'm getting ready to close. I feel the heat rising, huh? That's how I know I got to stay saved because I can't do well in heat. 
um, I won't do well in hell. Amen. And some of you fan it to your duck, you ain't gonna make it in hell. Even when you get in the portal, when you get to the gate, you're gonna pass out from the heat. It says water can't even quench that thing. Hallelujah. Build our spiritual self. Number one, I'm going to give you four quick points and I'm sitting down. Number one, what did Hannah do? Although she went, the Bible says year after year after year that she went to the temple, here was her enemy. Year after year after year. We talked about them cycles, then we on the prayer call. Year after year. Can you imagine every Sunday you trying to get up and come to church and hit an enemy, get you off course, and you never make it? And every Sunday you lay out your little outfit and say, I'm coming to church. But here the kids get disobedient. The cop break down. Your mama needs you to come over and take her to the laundromat. You got a flat on your tire. Wait a minute, your baby mama just called you. Come pick up all the kids and do this. Every year after year, Sunday after Sunday, something happened. And you miss getting to the temple. Um, the Bible says, forsake not the fellowship. Um, Stress. Although year after year she can count on the enemy provoking her, she still went to the temple. Some of us need to just get to the temple, Brother John. We just need to come in here. You need to run in here like you running for your life, honey. You don't know who's sitting next to you. Might have a fresh wind that can blow some breath in your dead body and push you to the next level. Now this ain't to make you feel bad if you've been missing some Sundays, amen, and you've been, you know, missing in action. I'm not that deep where I can see such and such ain't been here. So I don't know who been here, amen. amen. Unless you sit up close right here, then I know. Like, well, where's such and such at, amen? I don't know, amen. But I want to encourage you to get to a place where you can get filled. Although the enemy was fighting her, she knew how to get to the temple. Number one, number two, she prayed. And she cried out to the Lord. Um, you've been praying the same stuff. And I said that the last month when I ministered. You've been praying, God, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Only God can do it. Do, 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 do it. Do, 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 do it. Huh? That's a real song. <laughs> Y'all watch that. What's that on Friday night on... Uh, <laughs> It's something on the word uh, network, and that lady's like, only God rejoice in the word. Only God can do it. Did it, did it, do it. Girl. He did it. Gone. Yeah. Listen, you need to experience the next level in your prayer life like Hannah did. Hannah went so deep into intercession that it had never even been done before a scene before the priest hadn't even seen it i don't care how you look like sister suzette laid out on this look she don't care she tried to get what she needs so she can live you need to cry out to the lord stop crying out to other people they can't do nothing to fix it and if you call me i probably don't want to hear it amen but if you cry out to the Lord, everybody, now 
not going to understand your desperation. They not going to understand how bad you want this thing. How hungry, how you desire to be free. You didn't decree in January that this is the year of freedom and you still bound. Look, it might cause you got to go into some intercession and cry out and call unto the Lord. I've been doing that, Pastor Benice. We'll keep doing it. Finally, move in faith and begin to speak that thing. You know what I loved in verse 11, what Hannah did? She was specific in her prayer. She said, she made a vow saying, Lord, if you will only look on your servant and give me a son. Now, I mean, she could have said, just give me a baby. I don't care what kind of baby it is. If it's got two legs and, and just one arm, God, it's a baby. I just I just don't care. I just want it, God. You know, God, I don't care how you bless me, oh, God. I'll be satisfied any way you bless me, God. I'll be set. Uh-uh. God, look, I need you to move on this job, God. I need some more money. I got some more bills and some more kids, oh, God. I need you. you need to be specific on what it is that you need and begin to decree and declare. God, I decree and declare that windows are opening, doors are opening for me, God. I see promotion, oh God, it's coming my way, oh God. You have to begin to speak it out exactly what it is you want. Hannah spoke out, look, I need a son, and I need you to bring him here, and then when you give him to me, God, I'm going to give him back to you. Some of us get blessed and we don't see you no more. Some of us will never hit the power ball because you're going to get rich and forget about God. He said, I can't trust you with all that money. You would act a fool up in here. I told Apostle, I said, if you want all that money, what would you do? You know, you, you like to play that. You know, you don't never play, but you, you like to, hey. If you want all the millions, what would you do? I will go so far away. And this, I said, see, we'll never get that kind of nervous because you already abandoning the church, God, Jesus. He going to say, uh-uh, I'm going to keep you with these $2 because if you get both, you'll lose your mind. Some of us can't handle more. So you wonder, God, I need you to trust me with that here. I need you to clean me up so that you can give me more. But you need to be specific in what God is calling you to do. We're talking about building your spiritual self in this series. series. Let me tell you, if you don't build your spiritual self, you will die. I don't care how buff you get, how many times you in the gym, how cute you dress, whatever the case is, you will decay and stink and die if you don't build your spiritual self. I know you get tired, but you tired, but you get up and you make it to the gym. No, you tired, but you get up and go to that job. Let me tell you something. You got to spend some time in the word of God. You got to pray and fast. I know y'all think we ain't fasting no more. It is every Wednesday. 6 a.m. high to 6 p.m. A little fruit juice, nuts, and water. You should get to a place that you do stand in agreement with us at least one time during the week. But the only way that you're going to produce anything and get out of a barren state, you've got to build your spiritual self. You've got to water that thing with the word of God. You, you can't get distressed by what is happening around you. And the Lord had to check me because the first two days I was moping in the office. One day I came in some jeans and a t-shirt and some high-top gym shoes, my high-top Jordans. 
And the lady said, I ain't never seen you that casual. I said, I'm not, I'm not doing nothing, so this is how I'm dressing. <laughs> huh? See, I'm gonna sit back here and pop some flower seeds and chew bubble gum and push the button. That's all I'm doing, that's I'm dressing for what I'm doing. But the Lord told me, he said, if you don't stop, you are supposed to be mature in this thing. We don't allow our temporal circumstances to affect how we operate and move and how we walk around. You're supposed to fix yourself up, go in there with your smile and not be moved or shaken by what's going on around you. you don't like somebody. Get over yourself. They may not like you. And I said, Jesus, okay. So I had to get my mind right. Why? Because I'm trying to build my spiritual self. Even when the enemy will provoke me to go otherwise, uh-uh, you provoke some stuff in me to make me fight even harder. To make me go even stronger. Amen. Come on and stand to your feet. Hallelujah. We're believing that God is going to do something in here and that he's going to provoke some stuff in us that's going to rise us up to the next level. And so, Father, we thank you for these people, oh God. And we thank you, oh God, for every gift that's dormant in them, oh God, that it's being provoked and it will rise up right now, oh God. We thank you for deliverance, oh God. We thank you for setting the captives free, oh God. And we thank you, oh God, that we will produce, oh God. Everyone that feel like they're in a barren state, oh God, we lose life to them, oh God. We pray that you will give them the equipment, God, the tools that they need, oh God, that they will produce life in their life, oh God. I thank you right now that our minds are changed, the way we talk, that we're decreeing and declaring newness for us, oh God, that we're walking in the fullness of blessings, oh God, that no longer will we be found, oh God, but we will walk in freedom on this year, oh God, and next year, oh God. So Father, put us in the right atmosphere, the right soil, oh God, that we may be built up, Father, and that we may grow and mature in the things of God. And come on and give the Lord a hand of praise.